Welcome to the Lifehouse Church Beloved Podcast. We're so glad to be back here with you. Um, I'm joined here by Carol and Thomas. And do you want Judith or Jude Whitehouse? Jude's fine. Oh, <laughs> hi, Jude. One. How are you going? <laughs> I'm good. Um, like so biblical. <laughs> <laughs> we hope you had a amazing break. We know that we did lots of time at the beach. Um, and now we're just really, except for Carolyn, who was sad with her shoulder surgery. But now she's happy to be here with you. <laughs> we're so excited to be introducing our, our new topic for 2014 or for the start of 2014. For the next several weeks, we're going to be talking about strong, capable and excellent women. What do you say to that, girls? I'd say that sounds good. <laughs> good, to- good topic. <laughs> so um, so we, we want to talk about the idea that our Father has plans for us for a full, big, abundant and expanding and even sometimes demanding life, that he has a big life for us and his plans for us to be strong, excellent and capable women to be able to take the weight of the life that he has in store for us. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that's really important that he does have plans. We we are sent, you know, we're sent from God, um, and he's got plans. We we all know the scripture that you know he knows the plans he has for us. But it's really important to realize that we have actually been created for a purpose, and we've got to have a purpose outside of ourselves, yeah. something that's bigger than us. And if, you know, if you don't have a purpose, you're going to end up just filling your days with something else and just maybe trivia and meaning thing and just wasting your days basically. Ephesians 2.10 says, for we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works which God prepared in advance for us to do and that really clearly shows us that he had, you know, he has a plan. He has specific works tailor-made basically for us to do and, you know, I think it's, you know, it's the saddest thing if you can see in people and you know that God has plans for them and they don't ever reach that or don't ever fulfill that. I think that's going to be really sad one day. You know, I always think when I get to heaven and God says, no, I wanted this for you, I wanted that for you. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes I'm full of excuses here and, and maybe don't step into the fullness of what that is. And um, another thing that's important as well is that we're going to be accountable as well. You know, Matthew 25, we have the parable of the t- talents where we're going to actually be judged on our works uh, and those will be part of the things that God had planned for us to do. And so we've got a responsibility to actually step into that purpose that he has for us. And 1 Peter 4.10 as well tells us, it says, Each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. So, you know, if you're stepping into God's purposes for you and recognizing that, you know, acknowledging that he has a plan and a specific purpose, you're going to end up being the best you anyway that you can be. Yeah. yeah. But even more than that, we're going to be accountable for it and we're going to have to answer for it. And, and the instruction is clear that you've been given this and you yeah. need to be a steward of it. You need to not just, you know, hard it or not use it or whatever. So, yeah. What do you think, Jude, about the idea that Father has big plans and a big life for us. I, as I go along in my Christian walk, it sort of blows me away because I have like plans in my head of what I think I should be doing. But yeah. then, you know, I don't actually don't have any scripture written down, but I know it says that his plans are like huger, more large than what, everything we can imagine. And you just go, whoa, yeah. that's huge. But also another thing that I've learned also 
is that it's not um, everything you go through in life is given to you to complement the plans God has for you. So it's not like you get married and then you have kids and then you do ministry and then you do this. It's all in one. Like, um, yeah, you know, in Genesis 1 it says, God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful and increase in number, fill, fill the earth and subdue it, rule over the fish of the sea and birds of the air and over every living creature that moves on the ground. And it's not do it one at a time. It's like, I've blessed you, now go do it. Yeah. It's so, I know, I know for myself when I first started having kids that I've, I found like I was trapped and that, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll do the kids first and then I'll go on to what God wants me to do. But that's not true at all. Yeah. Like, he gives it to you to complement it, to teach you things in it. Yeah. In parenting, like, that's like the biggest learning curve ever. So that's one thing that I've found for myself is that, yeah, when you think of the plans God has for you and your life, you're just like, whoa. <laughs> so basically what you're saying there is, well, that every situation, whether it be raising your kids or whatever you're going yeah. through, is training. I, I say kids because I'm doing kids at the yeah, moment. So, yeah. yeah it's part it's of your training. Yeah. And, I mean, what yep. you're saying there, but it's not... Do the kids first, do this, do that, one day get to ministry. And that's no. really that kingdom living and thinking, yeah. isn't it, in Matthew yep. 6? Seek first the kingdom of yeah. God and his mm. righteousness. And then all these other things yeah. will be added and taken care mm. of. Where often we try and go at that from the wrong angle. We try yeah. and take care of all that and worry about that and, and you know, put, put it in boxes. Business. But yeah. it's not in boxes. It's, yeah, and, I mean, it's you, you know, we were talking earlier before we started recording just about mm. what you're teaching and training your kids. And mm. if it's like, okay, no ministry for this 10 years or 15 years or whatever, and then, you know, what are you actually saying? What are they having modelled to them and seeing, you know? Yeah. 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 I'm really passionate about, you know, the idea and people grasping that God has a purpose for us and plans and, mm. you know, that's – I was just – my husband and I were just talking tonight about this situation with some friends of ours who are living without vision, without purpose, without hope and – their, yeah. their world is crumbling. I mean, they don't have Jesus. They have nothing to live for. Yeah. And it causes you to shrink back from all the things yeah. that there is in life. And, you yeah. know, I really think there are a lot of people that are living with low-grade depression constantly and not even aware of it. Because yeah. if you don't have purpose... Yeah. You know, you might think that, okay, raising your family or going to work or whatever, all of that is purpose. And for a time, it may sort of satisfy certain things, but it's not the purpose that you were made no. for. No, it's, it's just a day feeling. Yeah, yeah. And, and so I think if, if you're looking for your purpose inside something, you know, outside of God's plans and what he has and, and the fulfillment he brings, mm. I reckon a lot of people just living in a low-grade depression level, yep. not even aware of it, just existing. Yeah, and that's been my experience in the last couple of years raising little kids that I did get lost in being a mum and, and all that and use it as an excuse as well to not live the plans that I know God has for me. Yep. And so, yeah, had a bit of a kick up the bottom <laughs> by some beautiful friends <laughs> after cat session. Yeah. And, yeah, just showing that, no, hey, what you, your plans, they're in, they're still happening, but you don't, you don't see it also when you're in the middle of it as well. Yeah. You don't see that your plans are actually starting to happen and you go, oh, wow, I didn't notice that. Yeah. But, yeah, but just, and that's, but that's part of me that I wasn't keeping my eyes on God and so I've learnt that and, yeah, that's been pretty And cool. I think that helps you as well. If you if you know that you've got that purpose and, and you know that he's got plans, then, yes, there is the mundane and all of that to get through and there's seasons where, yes, you know, you may have constraints on you because of raising a young family or whatever, but knowing that there's a purpose then it helps you to, 
even when times are hard or you're in the mundane or whatever, to, to know and to, you know, if you can acknowledge, well, this is part of my training, yep. even though the season might feel a bit sucky or whatever. And I think that in itself as well will oh, probably totally. help a bit as well, won't yep. it? Yep. Mm. Mm. Uh, I was looking up um, Ephesians 3.20 for this. It says, now to him who by... The Amplified. In consequence of the action of his power that is at work within us, is able to carry out his purpose and do super abundantly, far over and above all that we dare ask or think, infinitely beyond our highest prayers, desires, thoughts, hopes or dreams. That's the kind of God that we've got at our backs championing (laughs) us on for our race, like super and abundantly. Yeah. Far and above, like, that's pretty amazing, you know, the the stretch that God has in mind yep. for us and he hasn't given us a plan and spitefully not given us the ability to reach that. Yeah. Yes. He's provided yep. everything Thing we, we need. need. He is, yeah. you know, whatever we need, he's provided that sufficiency. It's pretty awesome. I'm going to look at Matthew 28 too and he, as well. He's saying, you know, all authority, Jesus says, all authority, Heaven and earth has been given to you. Go then and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe everything I've commanded you. You know, he's talking about go then and make disciples of all the nations. Like Jesus' reach for us is not my house, not my workplace. It's to the ends of the earth. That's what he has in mind for us. Mm. And I mean, that starts that whole, you know, because that's what's all about the discipleship and it does start in your family. But again, the best way that you can teach your children to be disciples, um, you know, is by modeling it yourself, living that yourself. And Mm. and as I said, living out your purpose and them actually seeing you living that out. So... We have firmly established that God has big plans for us. It's a big life. It's, you know, it's an exceedingly abundant life. And it's also, it's a life that demands the very best of us. Um, And and this is where we want to talk about being strong, capable and excellent women so that we can... um, you know, handle the the weight of the life that God has has planned for us. You know, in inverted commas, you joke about the superwoman, um, which is sort of what we're talking about, but the superwoman is just the everyday woman. It's us being the very best that we can be, and it's not some fictional joke, and it's not some unattainable standard that we can never reach. Um, it's us being the very best that God has in mind for us. You know, when we're talking about this, it's not coming with a condemning, you need to be doing this, this and this, and here's some standard we're putting up on the wall. It's not about reaching some standard of perfect, but about being the best we can be. Can you speak to that more, Carol? Yeah, and I think as well, like what you're saying, you know, it's not superwoman. Um, it's actually the supernatural power of the Holy Spirit. Yep. And as you said, it's not something that's unattainable. Because in 2 Peter 1, 3, it says, His divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life through our knowledge of him who called her, sorry, called us by his own glory and goodness. So the Holy Spirit's right there all the time. You know, remember, you know, when Jesus was ascending and the disciples, you know, were sad about it. And he said, basically said, I need to go so that I can send to you the Holy Spirit. And yeah. I mean, he is with us, enabling us all the time. And I think that's really important to remember because... 
I don't know about you girls, but I'll often get really caught up in just striving in my own strength. Yeah. Um, you know, and like you said, you know, it's not superwoman. And so there'll be times when I'm really hard on myself where I've fallen or failed or whatever. And I'm trying it just because I'm trying to do it in my own strength. And yeah. it's to realize that we don't have to. And we do have the Holy Spirit to help us with that. Yeah. Mm. So what... What is what does the strong, capable, excellent woman look like? What does she look like in her everyday life? So she brings excellence to all that she does. Jude? Yeah. Um, with me, well, for me, like, if you're going to bring excellence to everything, you need to have a relationship with one who is excellent, <laughs> I suppose. Yeah. If, and with Jesus, I know that if, I'm, if I've got my relationship with Jesus happening then anything I do, whether it's with my kids or with my husband or with my friends or whatever, then it flows better. Um, for want of a better word. <laughs> it, yeah, you're able to be caring, you're able to be loving, you're able to be forgiving, you're able to be all that if, well, for me I should say, <laughs> if, um, um, if I've got my relationship with Jesus right. So it's and, really having that primary relationship yeah. healthy and functioning yeah. which then feeds that, yeah, into yeah, others. Yeah, so... Um, yeah, nothing else matters. Like, if yeah, to, for me to be the best of my abilities, I need to have mm. Jesus working with me. And it's back to that seek first his kingdom and his yeah. righteousness, yeah. and then he'll take yeah. care of all that. I mean, for me as well, that bringing excellence to me, a, a really important thing there is all about attitude mm. uh, and integrity yeah. and honesty. Mm. Those are all excellence. And if I take that into my workplace, for example, um, I have got favour at work with my boss because of my integrity and my honesty. Mm. So, for example, if I, um, you know, I've had years where I've wanted to, say, go to a Christian conference or something and have a day off, and everybody around me would be like, oh, just take a sickie, take a sickie. And I've been always like, there's no way that is like, it's so dishonest, it's like stealing from God. So I've always gone and been upfront with my boss and said, you know, can I have a day's unpaid leave because this is what I need it for, whereas um, you see people around you, you hear them, you know, just take a sick and whatever, and I've always just, how could you, like, take a sick day to go and do a Christian conference or, mm. you know, and they respect that. And the reason I say I've had favours because then I've gone to him before because I'm always upfront. So when I've had something else like, um, with, you know, there was something I had to attend for Callan, and I didn't know if they'd let me off. And I went and asked again if I could have a day's unpaid leave because it was a personal thing. And he came back to me and he said, you know what? I've got a certain number of days that I can actually use at my discretion. And because, you know, I know you're always honest with me and you, you whatever, like, I'm going to give you that day, but I'm giving it to you paid. Mm. You know, and so to me, that's excellence as well. Just having that integrity in my workplace and my, um, you know, honesty just also, you know, in your, your workplace, you often hear of people sort of bemoaning if they got Christians, we should be the best employees. Definitely. You know, yeah. that there should be a difference, a standard there, not just like, oh, they're slacking off or whatever. So to me, that's really important that, and that's bringing excellence. And of course, yeah. in your home, in everything you do, not just a half-hearted, oh, that'll be all right, you know. Yeah, that'll yeah. That'll sort of just pass. That's enough mm. to get the job done. But in yes. every single area, it's now I'm going to give it my best because it is important no matter who sees it. 
I must admit that I haven't been excellent lately in housework for a long time. <laughs> Cleaning. <laughs> excellently <laughs> does. You've been excellently resting your shoulder after <laughs> surgery, though. Yeah. Yeah, Dave, do you remember about scrubbing, <laughs> scrubbing the shower? Can you believe it? I bet that's going to wear off quickly. <laughs> yes, it will. <laughs> she is capable. She tends to family, home, business, the needy. And I think that's um, the thing as well. It's just, you know, we are, I think we're really good at multitasking as well as women, aren't we? And mm. and just maybe not, um, you know, doing something to the exclusion of everything else, but but having a balance. Yeah. Yep. Um, you know, doing everything that you can excellently. And, and part of that is also being able to say no. Yeah. And to having the maturity yep. and the wisdom to know if you've actually got too much on your plate that you're actually going to be stretched too thin that you're then going to slip into not doing things yeah, of the right standard of responsibilities. You know, yeah. mm. no. I think um, too, it's important, you know, if we're tending to family, home, you know, attending to our work, you know, the needy, um, that we need to develop sort of like a bifocal. Two focuses. <laughs> you know, we've got the focus on the immediate and what's right in front of us. But if we're looking for opportunities to speak in, to develop relationships, to, you know, provide comfort to someone in need of, you know, various types, that we need to have an eye for those opportunities. We need to have an eye sort of on what's in right in front of us and the horizon, what's ahead. Yeah. And I think as well, you know, I think there's a reason for... You know, the scriptures would have um, throughout the scriptures different things where, like you say, you know, there's there's the duties at home, but there is also, um, you know, there would be encouragement, admonishment for us to care for others, to care for the poor, the widows, the orphans. So, and I think God has done this deliberately because it, you know, it stretches you also to, and it, and it makes you look outside of yourself. And I think if you're only focused inward all the time and, and maybe just what's going on in your little home, you do live in that smaller story. Yes. And so, yep. you know, I think that's a deliberate stretching as art. And, and you know what? I know that I get the most done, the most accomplished, and I probably feel the most alive when I'm actually quite busy. Yes, mm, on the definitely. phone. Yep. And also, I was talking with Lena before about um, the home. People will see in Scripture tending to the home in Proverbs. And I think a lot of women, particularly mums that are at home, having their head that tend to the home is housework. Yeah. And doing this and doing that and doing that. But tending to the home is tending to your whole home, which is not only your housework, but it's also tending to your kids and to your husband and making sure that your house, your home, is growing in the Lord. So yeah, it's not, yeah. It's encouraging your husband and what he's supposed to be doing and being there and supporting him. It's tending, if you have children, to your children and and making sure they're growing up to be the men and women of God that they're supposed to be. That's right. I think sometimes things get a bit and I don't know if it's the feminist movement or what that's skewed it, but when people think of tending to the home, they think, oh, I've got to do housework, got to look yeah, after this. No. I need to iron his pants for him. But that's not it. That's it's, not it that's at all. That's not what it's, it's talking about. It's You're so right. much bigger yeah, and more that than that. that and, yeah. and I know growing up I had that sort of idea, but it's just how I grew up. But it's not how it, that's not the truth of it. So, yeah. yeah. And you think of what God has specifically put on you about being an example. Yeah. yeah. And that's part of that whole tending yes. as well, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is. You yep. actually being the best you can and putting his, your relationship with him first and your purpose first. Yeah, yeah. that's right. And that does yep. tend to all of that. It and, tends to the rest of it. And, and right. training, training a kid up, you know, the Bible says train your children the way they should go. And it's not just talking about just, you know, like, 
behaviour thing. Mm. Well, it is behaviours, but I mean, it's disciplines a part of it. But it's also yeah. that thing of what are you modelling? Yes. You know, I was just um, thinking the other day that you know we, the, the, I don't want to ruffle anyone's feathers, but you know, the, there's this. If you listen to people, and I'm sure I was guilty of this as well when Callan was younger. Um, you know, let, there's a lot of times when kids would be cranky or scream or whatever, and you almost find people, the catchphrase now is always, oh, they're tired or they miss their sleep or they're cranky. And I was just thinking about that and thinking like, yes, you can feel cranky when you're tired. But if your kid hears you and that's all you keep saying, then, you know, when they're 15, 16, 17, 18, you suddenly want them to have self-control. You need to start there. Like, okay, I know you're tired, but when we're tired, we still behave like this or whatever and, and I think all of that is part of that training and tending and all of those kind of things mm. yeah oh I agree <laughs> <laughs> um, and I think too um, with tending to our home like it's creating and as women too I think we're really good at creating an atmosphere like yes. nurturing yes. a certain atmosphere you know um, um like involving Jesus in our in our home and what that looks like sort of thing. And, you know, part of that too is creating an atmosphere through tending to our physical household of, you know, we yes. sort of on top of the laundry, you know, and, we, <laughs> you know, we're creating a home or an illusion of a fantastic <laughs> But, you know, and that's part of it too, the Get practical side. Get done the 10 minutes before people walk in. <laughs> no. But, um, no, I think too the more important tending to our home is, you know, those relationships and what yes. we're sowing into mm. that that's going to have um, a long, long-term long reward. I think what you've just said there about relationships, that's so important because I think it's, like we said, it's to have that balance, tending to your home. So sorry, girls, we're not giving you permission not to do housework. But, <laughs> you know, but having that, but not that it's so much, there's some people that will use that as an excuse. And and just what, what you said about relationship made me think there's some people that will go to the extreme with that and are so stressy with that that the relationships actually suffer because, yeah. you know, you're screaming and carrying on because you're all stressed about what the home's like and taking that on the kids. And then they're obviously the other extreme of not doing anything. So it's this balance. balance. Mm. 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 I thought even when you were talking about your last point about um, sort of being so focused on yourself and what you're doing, you missed sort of the wider picture um, a few weeks ago. Brent and I were just feeling a bit of the budget pinch at the moment. We were sort of trying to, well, what can we eliminate? Just trying to ease things up sort of thing. And I was like, oh, well, our compassion child, we sort of, we do that over in a top. So maybe we could just cut back to the basic sponsorship, you know. So we're still sponsoring her. Da, da, da. We got a letter in the mail like a week later. Thanks for the Christmas money. My mum bought me some clothes, but also some medicine for my dad who's sick. And I was like... Yeah, <laughs> we did not have a financial concern, <laughs> uh, you know, and it was just like so focused on my immediate dealing with my family that I'm like, well, no, yeah. you've got to look at the wider picture. Um, Puts it mm. into perspective. It does a bit. <laughs> <laughs> like, All right, we won't mm. be going for that coffee. <laughs> yeah. mm. All right, girls, we're going to wrap it up there. Um, we encourage you to, to look up and spend some time in, in Proverbs 31 this week. Um, we're, get, we're basing this, this podcast topic um, on Pro- Proverbs 31, so we encourage you to get in that and start looking it up for yourself. Um, that's the end for this week. We'll catch you next week. You can look us up on if you'd like to, you know, talk to us on www.life-house.net or find us on Facebook. 
See you next week.